After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Dr. Rob Robinson. Some of our listeners may be a little familiar with him, as he is an MBA professor at the University of Hawaii. He also obtained his PhD from Stanford University, taught at the Harvard School of Business and MIT's Sloan School of Management. He's an expert in the area of negotiations, venture capital, and high-tech startups. In 2000, he co-authored the book titled Angel Investing, Matching Startup Funds with Startup Companies. He also is a Barry and Virginia Weinman Distinguished Professor of Entrepreneurship and E-Business at the University of Hawaii. In 2002, he founded the UH Angels, a Hawaii-based angel investor network which mentors and invests in startup firms. One firm that they invested in is Hoku Scientific, which filed their paperwork to go public this year. Please welcome Professor Rob Robinson to Greater Good Radio. Welcome, Dr. Robinson, to our show. Thank you for inviting me. Good to be here. I feel like saying aloha, being that you were born and raised in South Africa. That must have been an experience. Uh, that, that was a, a while ago, um, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting experience. And um, I left South Africa in 1987 to come to the U.S., and and study here and um, uh, have made a, a nice life here. Great. Well, it's nice to have quality professors at the University of Hawaii. And I know that you're involved in the PACE program. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, the uh, PACE stands for the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship and E-Business. And it is a center that was established in 2001 by an act of the Hawaii legislature. We're an entrepreneurship center that's dedicated to rekindling the spirit of entrepreneurship in Hawaii. And we have um, a number of programs. Um, obviously, we have an education component. We run a undergraduate and MBA entrepreneurship curriculum. We also have various outreach activities like UH Angels, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later, the UH Business Plan Competition. We have a high school business plan competition, and we have various other seminars and activities that are, are visible to the public as well as, you know, the courses that uh, students can take at UH. Being that our program is focused on entrepreneurs or upcoming entrepreneurs, is the school rather large? Do you find that there's a lot of Hawaii people as well as mainland young people that are interested in starting their own business or finding out more about entrepreneurship? I find that entrepreneurship is a very popular topic among students from uh, all backgrounds. I think that um, the uh, students from Asia uh, who come to UH to study are, are very interested in going back to Asia and starting businesses there, and, as well as the local students are very interested in, in starting and, and running businesses in Hawaii. So it's it's really um, a demand-driven uh, subject, and we we try and accommodate as many students as we can. Are you seeing more, more students coming in from international into that program, or more of them coming local? Well, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, the UH uh, student body is itself ex extremely international. And as I said, you know, a large number of students 
um, from Asia. So it's difficult. I haven't actually sat down and figured out whether or not we're getting more international students relative to the baseline in our program, but we, we, uh, we definitely have a good mix of local and international students. How did this all get started? I mean, how did you meet Barry Weinman, and then how did this program get started and you end up being in this program? Yeah, I mean, uh, these things, uh, there's always a lot of serendipity involved with these things. Uh, I, I was, um, as you said in the introduction, I was at Harvard Business School for 10 years, and I, uh, my wife and I had decided a, a few years prior to that that we probably wanted to leave Boston. Uh, it was too cold, frankly, and uh, we were tired of the Red Sox losing and uh, <laughs> and so on. And, uh, of course, you know, now that we've left, they've, they've won, but, you know, go figure. <laughs> but anyhow. They should pay you. Um, we, we started looking around, and, and to be honest, we, we had no thoughts about coming to Hawaii. We were just looking for opportunities, uh, perhaps on the West Coast. But um, at the time, David McLean had just been made dean of the business school at uh, University of Hawaii, and he was the – he had previously been in Boston. And um, through a couple of common acquaintances, I happened to contact him more to ask him, you know, what sort of opportunities he saw out there for, for somebody who had been in Boston for a long time rather than asking him if he had a job for me at the University of Hawaii. But as it happens, uh, this new center had just been approved by the legislature, and um, Barry and Virginia Weinman had just decided to donate a chair, essentially, for the center director. And so um, it was one of those fortuitous timing kinds of situations where he, uh, David, that is, um, asked me to come and interview for the position, and then he invited me to come out again and bring my wife, and one thing and another uh, you know, uh, that seemed like an interesting opportunity, and uh, we decided to, uh, you know, to, to take a, a leap of faith and uh, give it a go. Did Barry Weinman take part in that recruiting process? Did you meet with him, and he interviewed you also, or no? Barry, Barry, uh, and Virginia. I only met after I was um, chosen. Uh, Barry was uh, uh, decided to take a back seat during the process. He said that he he didn't want to interfere with the academic process. Um, and um, he uh, had, you know, stipulated certain guidelines for what sort of person they were looking for for the chair. But um, he didn't he didn't get involved beyond that. And then once um, I was I was made the offer, and I came out again with my wife to to go house hunting and so on. Uh, that's when I met him for the first time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Rob Robinson. He is an MBA professor at the University of Hawaii. He also obtained his PhD from Stanford University, taught at the Harvard School of Business and MIT's Sloan School of Management. 
He's an expert in the area of negotiations, venture capital, and high-tech startups. In 2000, he co-authored the book titled Angel Investing, Matching Startup Funds with Startup Companies. He also is a Barry and Virginia Weinman Distinguished Professor of Entrepreneurship and E-Business at the University of Hawaii. In 2002, he founded the UH Angels, a Hawaii-based angel investor network which mentors and invests in startup firms. When an entrepreneur is thinking about starting a business or they're looking for resources, how can the university's PACE program help them out? Well, I think we, I think there's a number of ways in which we can help. I mean, uh, we have, uh, for example, in in summers past, um, we we didn't do it this summer, but in in summers past, we've done what we call an entrepreneur's boot camp, where but, we basically um, uh, is that with Guy Kawasaki? I know uh, it's uh, it, it's not with Guy, um, though he obviously is a well-known figure who has a boot camp as well. This is a actually a multi-week、uh, program over the summer on Saturdays. Uh, five or six Saturdays, where、uh, we intensively give the、um, give the students hopefully the tools they need and the perspectives that they have been lacking up until now.、And、Can you give examples of what those tools might be? Well, it, it might be everything from、um, developing your business plan uh, further, uh, or even developing a, a business plan for the first time.、Um, sometimes these entrepreneurs, you know, have, are, are good business、uh, people, but they haven't really. Um, applied the discipline of, of developing a business plan. Are they、uh, seminars or breakout sessions, or how does it work?、Uh, well, the the, the boot camp has been、um, has been run as a, a a seminar with with different speakers, and so typically I would I would go in and do a session on on venture capital and funding and and alternative sources of funding and so on. Somebody else might do a session on、um, bookkeeping,、um, you know, doing the accounts right. Somebody else might do a session on developing a good business plan. Somebody else would do one on marketing, developing a marketing strategy, and so on.、Um, but that's just one example of the kinds of things that、uh, we we've done to help entrepreneurs. Is it a lot of handholding during those seminars, or is it just basic? This is your information. Do what you want with it. Well, it varies a lot. I think some people come in, you know, saying they need a lot of help,、uh, and and other people come in as established entrepreneurs saying that they're looking to sort of. Fine-tune their skills and make sure that they're not missing anything, and、um, you know we try and accommodate,、uh, you know, all kinds. Can you give us a success story from the boot camp? Maybe someone who went, got a business plan started, and now is running a successful business. Well, actually, the way we've structured it up until now、um, is that everybody who who came to the boot camp was in fact already running a business, and、okay. so they were entrepreneurs, and、um, you know they、uh, have. Reported back that they found the, it very useful. We tend to have very very low dropout rates over the six weeks that you know、uh, people keep coming,、um, and、uh, have said that the, it's been very very helpful to them. For people who want to start businesses、um, and haven't started them yet, I think some of the other things we do, like the business plan competition,、um, is a very、uh, useful place to begin, as well as、um, areas like UH Angels where they can get initial funding and so on. Okay.、Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit then.、Mm-hmm. UH Angels. What are they? How do they work? The basic could, gist. Could you tell us first what an angel investor does? Okay. Some of our listeners might not be familiar with that. Sure.、Um, yeah, angel investing is a very well. It's it's a term of art. You you could say today. So,、um, but it's a very old phenomenon.、Um, uh, angel investors are, are simply people who invest their own money in other people's businesses. And that is in distinction to venture capitalists, who we may talk about in a little while, who who essentially invest other people's money. So it, it's really a question of you, if you, you know, if you、uh, give a thousand dollars. 
to your buddy to to start a, a plan out of a college, you're an angel investor. And of course, angel investors range from that level to people who invest hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. And if you go back and look at the history of American commerce, people like uh, Henry Ford, Alexander Graham Bell, uh, and and various uh, Thomas Edison all received um, angel funding from uh, people who who decided that these folks looked like they were good bets and uh, helped contribute to their to their new enterprises. Now, what an angel network is is a, is an organized group of these folks who get together regularly and uh, review uh, business opportunities, and it's it's a phenomenon that's grown a lot. Uh, in the last uh, 10 years, um, it, it's part of what I call the democratization of, of angel investing. In, in, in the old days, I think angel investing was really restricted to the, to the very wealthy. But what's happened in, in the U.S. is that so much disposable wealth has been created in the last 25 years that uh, people have the ability, middle class people have the ability to contribute um, to startups as part of their overall investment portfolio. And so... Uh, angel networks have have sprung up all over the places. Um, I mean, these are generally high net worth individuals. The, the criterion uh, for belonging to UH Angels, for example, requires that the individuals be so-called accredited investors, which means that they have to either have a net worth uh, in excess of a million dollars or um, have earned over two hundred thousand dollars each of the previous two years. So you, you're talking about you know relatively wealthy individuals, but you're not talking about the super rich. So uh, those are the people who, who make up the UH Angels Network. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Dr. Rob Robinson. How many people are in the UH Angels? Right. We have um, we, we currently have about 50 paid members. Okay. Um, and oh, so you pay a membership to join. Yes. Um, the members pay uh, $500 per year, okay. um, and I think we're about to put that up to about 750 But um, they pay about $500 a year to, to belong, and for that they get a, a lunch uh, once a month at mm-hmm. the Oahu Country Club, which is where we meet. And um, and, and, and when, when do you meet? Is it first – First week or something, or yeah, we we generally meet on the second Friday of each month. Um, the reason for that just being is that's when um, the Oahu Country Club initially was able to fill us in, and then that just became sort of the habit. Okay. And we meet at we meet from at, at twelve, and we we go until about two, and it's a you know it's a pleasant Friday afternoon, and um, afterwards there's some socializing and so on. Uh, people hang around occasionally. Some of us play golf, but. Uh, Mainly, it's from twelve till two, and uh, we see about 
two companies at those meetings. During this meeting, it basically allows you to meet with people that are interested in getting this funds to increase their business. They're pitching during that time, right? Yeah. Um, the way, 10 minute pitch or well, the, half the way an hour. the meeting works is um, after uh, we have gotten through our administrative announcements and so on, I introduce usually two companies, and then each company um, follows the same format. They get 20 minutes to present, usually a PowerPoint presentation. We don't interrupt during those 20 minutes. Uh, that's their time. And then we have about 10 minutes of Q&A. And then after that, we ask the entrepreneur and whoever is with the entrepreneur to step out of the room. And then uh, the group has a very candid discussion amongst themselves of what they think the strengths and weaknesses of the business is and, and are, and also what um, questions we, we maybe haven't thought of yet to ask the entrepreneur. And then we invite the entrepreneur back in for further uh, socializing and so on, and uh, um, we do that with both companies. And uh, then, following the meeting, we may have some follow up with them uh, regarding investment. On average, how old are most of these companies that are coming to pitch you, folks? Most of the companies are very, very new. Um, many of them have have been in operation just a few months. Um, some have been around a couple of years and are, are really looking for a new round of financing or are restarting themselves. And we saw a fair number of those after, you know, the dot-com meltdown. And um, uh, sometimes we see companies that aren't really companies yet, that their their whole um, uh, existence really depends on getting some initial funding. And so they don't really, they haven't really begun operations yet. They really are looking for that first that first step. So we see we see a range, but you know, we're we're looking at early stage investing. We're not looking for the most part at really established companies. So a lot of people are either looking to get started or expand even further from where they've already. Yes. You know, in the financing world, we talk about I mean, friends and family financing, which is typically how most people get started, which may be up to a, a couple of hundred thousand dollars, typically less than that. And then um, you start looking around for uh, a private capital that is um, not a relative of yours. <laughs> And um, uh, banks are usually bad bets for that kind of financing because unless you have a lot of assets or unless you have a lot of um, sales already, they won't lend you the money. And so um, and venture capital tends to only invest later and in larger amounts. So if you're looking for anywhere between a couple of hundred thousand dollars up to a million or two, there's really a, a real void in the in the institutional um, world of, of uh, financing, and that's where angels fit in. So we're look, you know, we our sweet spot are are people that are looking for between you know a quarter million dollars and and a million to a million and a half. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, for bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites.
and sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Dr. Rob Robinson. He is an MBA professor at the University of Hawaii. He also obtained his PhD from Stanford University, taught at the Harvard School of Business and MIT's Sloan School of Management. He's an expert in the area of negotiations, venture capital, and high-tech startups. In 2000, he co-authored the book titled Angel Investing, Matching Startup Funds with Startup Companies. He also is a Barry and Virginia Weinman Distinguished Professor of Entrepreneurship and E-Business at the University of Hawaii. In 2002, he founded the UH Angels, a Hawaii-based angel investor network which mentors and invests in startup firms. Uh, how does an entrepreneur pitch you guys then? Because if you're talking about two per week, oh, actually two per month, you're only talking about 24 per year. I'm sure there's more people that want to do it. What what do you use for criteria? How do they contact you? Right. What's the process for that? Yeah, we have a we have a screening uh, process, and so we probably see, oh, uh, I would say, conservatively speaking, seventy somewhere between seventy and a hundred companies a year um, in the screening process, and then as you say, maybe twenty four, maybe a few less than that actually, because. We, for example, in August, we're taking August off because of everyone being on vacation and so on. So we mm -hmm. probably see about uh, the full group probably sees about 20 companies a year. Um, and so we're we're screening the other ones. Uh, basically, when an entrepreneur contacts me, my first question is, um, do you have an executive summary that I can look at? Um, if they have an executive summary, they can send me. Then I have a document that I can distribute to my executive. How do they and find you? Do they they just find you somehow and or well, email we, you or what? We have a website. Um, okay. And um, uh, you know people can certainly uh, go there. It's um, if I can if I can give it out. Sure. It's, go ahead. Um, uh, www.cba as in College of Business Administration. Hawaii.edu slash pace p a c e, and that takes you to the pace website. And there are links there to UH Angels as well as other. Uh, information. We'll put a programs. link on our website too. Great, just to make sure. Um, so people, you know, meet, uh, reach me there, um, and also, you know, personal referrals matter a lot as well. And and people contact me through, uh, through other members and so on. And then, so once once they send you their their initial executive summary, you take a look at it. What are, what are you looking at within that executive summary? Yeah, uh, what what we're looking for are a, a number of things. And, you know, there and as I. Unfortunately, I have to tell entrepreneurs all the time, um, the fact that they may not be a good fit for us doesn't mean that they're a bad business. It just means that they're not a good fit for us, that our, our um, ability to help entrepreneurs is really limited, first of all, on the financing side, as I said, probably to somewhere between a quarter million dollars and a million, million and a half. Um, now, that doesn't mean that people are looking that are looking for more money can't come to us. It just means that they need to understand that that's probably the maximum that we will invest. Um, so we've had people raise three, four, five million dollars in a round mm -hmm. where we've contributed, you know, some percentage of that. But beyond that, what we're looking for, I think, are businesses that we feel 
obviously have the, the opportunity to succeed or, or the potential to succeed. But we're also looking for businesses that will uh, provide a satisfactory return um, and an exit to the investors. There's a lot of businesses out there which are great businesses, uh, which are what we call lifestyle businesses that mm-hmm. support the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur's family, but don't um, throw off enough free cash, essentially, to ever repay an investor and certainly not to repay them at a rate that makes the risk that they take when they invest in a business. What would uh, that rate be? I mean, what? give an example, like 1 to 10, 1 to 100. Well, the rather than using um, return on investment um, percentages, which a lot of people find confusing and, and non-intuitive, what I typically tell entrepreneurs is I say, my investors are looking for three to five times their money back in three to five years. That's, you know, the, the basic metric. And that maps on to venture capital type rates of return. Because what you have to understand is that as an, an investor, when you invest in a portfolio of startups, the expectation is that the majority of them will fail. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you're losing all the money in over half the investments you make, the other investments need to return a pretty healthy overall rate of return in order to make your portfolio rate of return sufficiently high to have made that a worthwhile exercise as opposed to putting it into the stock market or putting it into you know, municipal bonds or something like that. Plus, the only way for the investor to actually get their money out is an IPO or an M&A of some sort. So someone is either buying them, they're merging, or they're going public. Those are the traditional ways people get their money back. There are also instances where a company might be very, very profitable and can pay dividends that um, uh, will repay the investor over time, and that you know that's certainly something that people are open to as well. And we're 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 not averse to any of those models. We just want to see the potential for success to be there. Great Angels focuses on mentoring and investing in Hawaii businesses. Does that mean that the business has to open in Hawaii, or can they do it anywhere in the world? Um, we we do not restrict ourselves to Hawaii, but I think most angel investing is is local. Uh, in nature. So, for example, if a company in New York contacts us and they have no connections to Hawaii and no intentions of operating in Hawaii, it's very difficult for angel investors, given our limited resources and our limited um, due diligence ability, to really make an intelligent assessment of that, that business. However, we've invested in companies on the West Coast, and we certainly invest in companies that maybe have some logical connection to Hawaii, either as a market or as perhaps the, the management is from Hawaii, people know who the individual is and so on. And so uh, we, we don't restrict ourselves. The other thing I should probably mention is that uh, Act 221 slash Act 215, mm-hmm. which is the Hawaii High uh, Technology um, Tax Credit Program, has created a, a significant incentive for individuals to invest in, in, the, in, in companies that qualify for those credits here in, in Hawaii. And uh, clearly as was the intention of of the legislation, has been very successful in doing that. So that is an additional incentive for people here to invest in that in, in those companies. How long does the process take from when they pitch you, or not necessarily you, but your group? How long does the process take to actually be invest get investment money? Right. Um that um varies a great deal and it's not entirely up to us because it, it can be that the company itself has to work through a lot of legal documents and has to uh, put their management through a, a process of 
figuring out uh, who's going to be investing in the round and who's negotiating the round with them and so on. But, uh, you know, from our point of view, we, we have a follow-up investment meeting uh, the week after the companies present, and then we begin our process of due diligence. And I would say generally we are if, – if all of the feedback is good and if the company can answer all of our questions immediately, we're in a position to write checks within about six weeks of, of the presentation. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii.